With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's going on, everybody? We're back with the Real Bodybuilding Podcast. This is episode number 155, and I am here with the talk of bodybuilding, Derek Lunsford. How are you, man? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. It's been a minute. What does the shirt say? You got a Lunsford? What? You got to want it? Oh, okay. You got to want it. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. Um, listen, so Hottie won the Olympia, but I feel like you've been the talk mm-hmm. of the show just because of the dramatic entrance you made i think since 92 or 93 we haven't had somebody make a open debut and be second so crazy weekend crazy crazy weekend yeah Um, i mean i'm happy for hottie man i mean he's been at this for so many years you know people had you know argued that he should have maybe had an olympia title already so i'm happy for him man and me coming in with my first olympia open olympia debut getting second and it was real close i think it was a one point difference at prejudging. So yeah. that it was just awesome. man. I was there to just put on a show and, and have a good time. Of course, we're coming there to, to fight for that title. You know, yeah. you could see at prejudging and finals, we were just stepping the line, trying to get everything. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. We, we were all having a good time, man. Yeah. But it was, yeah, awesome weekend for sure. Yeah. So going into the show, uh mm-hmm. let's let's go back like six months before prep and you well maybe not six months but you got the special invite and you're getting yeah. ready for the show as you're coming in obviously you're going there to be first but did yeah. you think you had a chance to beat these seasoned open guys who've been there mm-hmm. and who you know outweigh you frankly i mean maybe maybe because of height whatever but did you feel coming from the 212 that you could crack that top six and be there was that something that you really knew you could do yeah, I figured this would be a question that you wanted to ask. Um, truthfully, to be just 100% honest, I felt like if I came in at my best, like it, having Hani behind me in my corner, you know, dialing me in, I truly felt like I could be in that top three mix. Yeah. I, I told my wife and everyone going into it, I said top five this year would be a win for anyone. Yeah. Anyone yeah. in that top five is a win. Yeah, but for me, I truly felt like I could be in that top three mix. So, yeah, yeah I I had the the belief and the confidence that if I put in the work and ha- again having Hani behind me, um, to all things lined up, I could be yeah. right there. Did you think? Did some of that confidence come from that guest posing in Pittsburgh? Because I know you need when you did that. You know, I mean, I mean, I think Nick obviously held a little more size over you, but I mean, just mm-hmm. looking at that and Brandon, but. Just looking at you in that lineup, I'm like, you compared very well. So did that guest posing kind of springboard, springboard that confidence a little bit? Maybe a little bit, mm-hmm. but look, at the end of the day, man, this is bodybuilding and like I'm, this is art, right? So yeah. I'm trying to just build my best physique. We're talking about the competitive side here of it, but 
truly like that's just where my mindset's at like now that there's the governor's off there is no more weight cap i just get to build my best physique without any restrictions and that is purely where my mindset's at and so yeah, we could talk about the competition of of maybe a Rami at 300 pounds or or some of these taller, bigger guys. But but really, I only have what I have to work with, you know, sure. for better or for worse. So that's it. That's that's yeah. where my mindset's at. Yeah, when you did the 212 and you were winning or when you were getting ready for those shows, I know you had to come down quite a bit in weight. Mm-hmm. where were you at where you felt you looked your best? Like when you got to 225, 220, mm-hmm. like where was that number where you're like, this is where I look my best, but I still have to come down all this extra weight? I would say around the 220 mark or so, or okay. more or less, you know, yeah. maybe a little heavier, a little less, um, but but around the 220 mark, and then I'd have to shave off, you know, another however many pounds to get to that 212. So yeah. I felt like that would kind of deflate me a little bit and that's why you wouldn't see the muscles popping as much and, mm-hmm. and people are saying like oh conditioning but then if you think about it actually it's just more i need to be filled out a little bit more and, and let my right. body have that extra muscle tissue yeah and that was something i said going into the show because somebody said is this conditioning going to be on point because he's trying to be bigger and i said mm-hmm. his conditioning might be better because he doesn't have to come in as stringy because he's trying to make mm-hmm. you know he's losing 10 pounds to get into the weight class Right. Um, so I could see that for sure. Um, mm-hmm. With the governor being off, what was the weight uh, on stage? Do you remember or the weight of the morning of the show? Do you remember that? Yeah, it was like the like around the low to mid two thirties. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy, man. So, what? How much weight do you think you put on this year? Ten pounds, maybe tissue. I would say pushing a little bit more than that, maybe yeah. actually. I mean, because you got to think we had like. It was totally unintentional. It was just like this year we're coming off the Olympia. I'm eager. I'm right back in the gym training hard. But that's – I probably should have, like, taken it a little easier if I, you know, after last year. We had 14 months between last year's Olympia to this year. So okay. if I just gained one pound a month from last year to this year, like it's 14 solid pounds. And that's yeah. that's pretty reasonable if you ask me. Well, for people – just for people watching that aren't, like, hardcore bodybuilding fans – you know, mm-hmm. people throw throw around numbers quite easily, but mm-hmm. four, fourteen pounds in a year is a dramatic amount of muscle tissue. Like that's yeah. that's a lot of work. So in the off season, when you guys are putting on mass, did you do uh, like peaks and valleys with your off season, or was Hani just feeding you straight through the whole fourteen months, um, or until he, or until prep started anyway? After the Olympia in twenty twenty one. Um, he was more or less like, here's your guidelines to your to your meal plan. Like, I don't want to like be hovering over you and telling you you have to eat this meal at this time every day. Yeah. But I want to make sure that this is like kind of where your carbohydrates are at. This is how much cardio you're doing. This is where your weight's at. And like, so those were like the parameters that we stuck with. Mm-hmm. And it was just like every few weeks, my weight just kept going up. I kept getting stronger and bigger and harder. And it was like... Oh man. So at some point around like the Pittsburgh pro time, um, he's just like, dude, like I need your weight to come down if we're going to do the 212. (laughs) And I'm like, man, I'm doing like, I'm eating like 200 grams of carbs right now. And I'm doing like a half hour to 40 minutes of cardio on the stairs actually. Uh, and, and that was when, um, we did the guest posing and I was weighing like close to 260. So what, okay. I got a couple questions, I guess, but we'll start with the easier. We'll start with the easier one. 
Was it at that guest posing or where was it where he was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to get you back down. How far along in the year were you guys yeah. like, did you guys finally decide? I mean, obviously there's a final decision that probably came later in the year, mm -hmm. but, but were there previous conversations where you're like, I don't know, like, let's see how things go. Like where, where was the time where he was like, I think we're going to have to go to open. Yeah. I came off of the, the guest posing and just immediately that like the whole internet was just like, Oh my God, open, open, yeah. open. Yeah. So I don't know if it was that evening or the maybe the next day or next week or something like that. I'd ask him, I was like, so what do you think? I mean, like I'm kind of starting to see what everybody else is seeing too. Like, like I've put on some size and he said, don't buy into the hype. Like that's literally what yeah. he said. Don't buy into the hype. Like you're not stage ready. This is an off season. Yeah. And that was a guest posing. So we need to actually refine your physique and start to come down and get closer mm -hmm. to what you'll actually be on stage before we even know if you're ready for open. Yeah. That sounds like honey. Yeah. Yeah, um, well, you worked with him, so you know how. Yeah, he's is. very he's very measured. Yeah, he's yeah. That sounds like something yeah. Hani would say. Yeah, and people are like, oh no, like they already knew it. It's like no, like he was even telling me then, don't buy into the hype. Like yeah. we're still doing two twelve. I'm like yeah. in the back of my mind, I'm like scratching my head, going like, but I just want to see what my body can do. <laughs> yeah. I want it to just go. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Like I was, I'm listening to you. You know what you're doing. Yeah. And then a couple months later, um, that's when we put in for the special request uh special invite yeah. and and received it and people at the time i think that was like 14 weeks out and people were saying that like i'm actually surprised they didn't wait like if in and stuff like surprised that they actually like came out and said it this soon Why? and i was like well we were being as trans because people thought it was like like oh they it was planned yeah, yeah yeah so yeah, we're yeah, like yeah. no we're being as transparent as possible like we're trying to tell everybody everything as okay. soon as yeah. we know so yeah, yeah. well yeah. It, so it sounds to me like after that guest posing, maybe you both had it in your minds, but Hani is very mm -hmm. measure, measured in his approach. So yeah. uh, I could totally see him saying that. So you guys decide to yeah. go open now. Yeah. When you decide to go open, you're 14 weeks out. That's when we got the, um, the request approved. Yeah. Okay. So actually, before I go there, I want to go back a bit because there's two, two more questions I got from your off season plan. One, do you like the idea of having guidelines instead of having somebody hold your hand? And two, are you allowed to tell me some of those guidelines for your diet? Like, can you give some of Hani's information away, like as far as the guidelines go? Yeah, that's no problem. Um, I do like it having off season more to where I, I have a little bit more of the reins control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it kind of makes me just feel like free. Like if I want to go, like yesterday I had a rest day. So I spoiled my wife. She's like, today is my day. We're going to do everything that I want to do. So she wrote on these little cards, like she put like two cards, wrote down, like, I want to either make breakfast at home or go to brunch. And so okay. I got to pick. And <laughs> so we, of course we went to brunch, you know? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. We so anyway, uh, like I like to be able to have that freedom to be able to go. And if I want to go to a restaurant and take my wife out to dinner, I can do that. Now sure. for me, what, and this is why I think Hani like allows this me to do this is because he knows that like, I want it. Like yes. my shirt said, you got to want it. Like, yeah, like yeah. I want to be my best. So like I'm on my bodybuilding meals right now. Like I, I just finished meal two, like, a, like as if I was in prep three weeks ago, you yeah, know? So yeah, yeah. same, I'm same consistency on the meals, same consistency on the cardio and the training. It just gets kind of shifted where, I'm not doing quite as much cardio. I backed it off maybe 10, 15 minutes mm -hmm. and not doing it on like leg days, things like that. Um, training still six days a week. Training hasn't changed. I will say 
like I'm not going as like crazy and intense. It's more yeah. of like a 85, 90% workout and I'm not using quite as much free weights sure. at this time. Um, and then, yeah, like the food, I get to have a little, excuse me, a little bit more fat and a little bit more carbohydrates, but, but really I would say instead of eating like, you know, 150 grams of carbs or hundred grams of carbs, mm-hmm. I mean like three or 400 grams of carbs a day. So sure. it's just that small bump, but it's yeah. all essentially the same thing. So when you start the off season though, when he gives you that guideline and I, and mm-hmm. I like that too, he kind of did, he did mm-hmm. that when I work with him too. And I don't like, you know, you have to do this. You have to do that in the off season because yeah. we know it's a little bit more free, but yeah. that, that guideline, is it like, you know, I used to do this with John. Was it like, Hey, you can choose from these proteins. You can choose mm-hmm. from these carbs. And these are the amounts I want you to have. Is it kind of like that? And then you plug in what you feel like. hundred percent. Yeah. But the thing is, is I like that anyway. Like yeah, I yeah. feel, I feel better. I'm mentally like clearer, yeah. every, mentally, physically, everything. I feel better and my body improves the most on it. My training improves. But like, I, like, again, I think he knows that, or he does know this about mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. That's my personality. That's my, I'm just a, a bodybuilder, hundred percent through and through. Yeah. Whereas if maybe I, wasn't so disciplined and dedicated and want and committed to it i would want to go and just smash a bunch of normal kind of food and yeah, he would yeah. say well like this is your meal plan yeah, yeah. so hani's what is how many how many coaches have you worked with before hani just i had one other coach previous oh, okay time. okay so this hani's only your second coach yeah this question has come up quite a bit i've seen it online and i'm i'm just curious mm-hmm. your your thoughts working with a coach who's working with one of your main competitors how how did that and not that not that there's any bad blood obviously you and hottie hottie's a great guy and you're a great guy so i'm sure you guys are fine but is there anything that enters your mind that thinks like it's an issue in any way shape or form that some that he's coaching like your main competition it depends on who that coach is Mm -hmm. so like when, when i coach people too like i just had someone call me up yesterday one of the athletes that i coach we have um a team that's going to one of the shows st louis pro show actually we're having a team come there and compete at that show uh he asked me he said do you have anybody in in the show competing against me and i said look first of all i want to tell you this you need to focus on you and that's it Mm -hmm. i I see where your concern is coming from but i said look like your success is my success like i want to see you be your best Mm -hmm. and i want to see all the other competitors be their best now for you no i don't have anybody else in your class so you don't have to worry about that but if i did i want you both to be your best and i'm not going to give you any less effort or them any less of guidance um just because i'm wanting to hold one person back and and help someone else more so that's me that's the way hani is i believe i believe that that my success is his success Mm -hmm. and so why wouldn't he have number one number two like jay phil yeah of course and that makes sense for hani i'm but for you let's say you know, and I think during your prep, it's never going to matter. I think yeah. the the time I'm thinking of is backstage. How oh. does how does Hani navigate that? If you guys are both you guys are both pumping up, does he help both of you? Does he help nobody? Like, how does that? How does how did he manage that? Um, like, dude, was he with you backstage? Uh, yeah, he was there. Um, there was like a, a bunch of coaches and people back there. Yeah. Um, the, uh he just it just it wasn't like he favored anyone yeah, yeah as, was, actually as a matter of fact it wasn't even like he was paying attention to us at all like we were like doing our own thing that's he was over watching saying, the yeah. tv he was watching the tv looking at the other competitors on this <laughs> on the screen yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and, and when i would come up and like ask him a question it would just be more like like what do you think yeah and he's yeah. like 
he's like, you need to like do this different when you go, like when you're posing or no, it was good. Like yeah. it was like just that, like there was nothing, there was, we weren't hanging out. He wasn't like, Oh man, like you need to do this. It was just like, just That's there, great. man. Yeah. And me and, and Hottie, me, me and Hottie were just right there next to each other the whole time. Like really it's pretty cool. I, I, you know, I think I should share this. Uh, most fans probably think that there is like not bad blood, but like, yeah this competitiveness like all the time but really like backstage at the olympia everybody's helping each other like if you need something like everybody's there to help yeah and i'm sure you experience that too and i and i think that that's really important to help grow the sport of bodybuilding that we all love and share together is that like there really doesn't need to be this all the time at the end of the day like the work's done we're just there to it's like show it off and it's kind of like our celebration weekend so there's nothing more that we can do i think we should just be there for one another and and help one another and i that's that's what i've noticed between me and hottie uh also with all the other competitors as well so sure so uh i want to get to the to the show and you guys actually competing and i want to get your thoughts about it but before i do that i want to kind of get your your walk through the week with you when uh did you guys actually get to vegas were you there like a week early two weeks early when did you actually fly in um i got there saturday saturday so evening the week before yeah so the week before. Mm-hmm. so you I get think, there uh i think some i like chris got there maybe the wednesday before like a week and a half like a little earlier than me mm-hmm. i don't know when hottie came in um but i came in on saturday so the first thing you guys had to do was uh athletes meeting and then you guys had like a meet and greet and a press conference mm-hmm. right that was on like wednesday thursday yeah uh yeah that was thursday so when you get to the uh i want to mainly touch on the press conference Mm -hmm. i'm kind of a fan of the previous press conferences where they had the different Mm -hmm. levels and everybody's kind of sitting on the stage together this year so that's what i was going to ask you is how did you feel about the press conference and do you prefer the old style versus the new style what's your thoughts on that I think everybody kind of prefers the older style. I think they even addressed that on the Sunday seminar is how they want it. They've been trying to do different things to yeah. just make it entertaining. But um, I think that they want to maybe go back to the other way. Not that this way was bad. It was just, it's just different. And yeah. I think it was, I, I kind of enjoyed it to be honest. Uh, some people did, some people didn't, but I kind of liked how blessing come out and was like doing the WWE stuff, which <laughs> Again, it's it's personal preference. I I like seeing new things, new people trying different things, and um, you know, even yeah, even though some yeah. people may have disagreed, I thought it was entertaining just being on stage. Yeah, but I, but I don't know. I think for bodybuilding, I think you know the way they used to do it with like the everybody sits down and like ask direct questions and stuff. I I, yeah. I like that. I just kind of felt like the older style allowed for everybody to get on stage. Mm-hmm. and everybody to have a couple minutes with the microphone because you know it's mm-hmm. for some of these guys it's the biggest just being there is one of the biggest achievements they're going to get so yeah. it's nice for yeah. to have them on the stage and ask and, and be able to answer some questions um so yeah. moving so moving from there the next day was pre well you had the athletes meeting i want to ask you about that mm-hmm. because or not athletes meeting sorry the uh, meet and greet yeah mm-hmm. i want to ask you about that because i don't think people realize that when you weigh 250 pounds or when you're as heavily muscled mm-hmm. as you are that standing around meeting people actually can be a detriment to your physique. So how long were you at the meet and greet? I'm always there the whole time. Um, Yeah. So (laughs) as an athlete, you're right. It does take away from your physique standing around like, like, okay, let me just say this. When I'm not 
backstage at the at the Olympia or doing something that I need to do, like athlete checking, whatever, I am in the hotel room with my feet up, laying down, resting, trying to nap. And when it's time for me to get up to eat, I eat and then I lay right back down. Yeah. So that's what we do the last week into the show. Um, so anything extra like the press conference or the, the athlete, the meet the Olympians, whatever, um, that's that can take away from the physique for the show. Yeah. But I also love it. That's oh, al- yeah. also like one of my favorite things to do. I love connecting with people and I typically have one of the longer lines. So I'm grateful that everybody wants to come out and yeah. catch a word, whatever. But um, I thought it was pretty cool this time. I, I hate doing this because I feel like such a, like a jerk to be honest with you, but it came time where it was like, like eight 30 and it, we stopped at nine and I had like still a really long, long line. And it was time for me to eat. Like, like I had a scheduled meal at this time yeah. and I was like torn. I'm like, what do I do? Do I stop and eat this meal or yeah. do I keep going? Cause like, I, I don't want to stop. Yeah. And like everybody around me, whether it be like my team, like whether it be my wife, my wife, my friends, Actually, Hani came by and said, hey, you need to eat right now, yeah. too. But yeah. even even the people standing in lines. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's okay. Like everybody, like it's okay. Like eat That's your meal. Great. We want to see yeah. you, We want to see you do well this week. We want to see you win. Like, like literally they got me a chair. I'm like, really guys? <laughs> they got me a chair. They said, sit yeah. down, eat yeah. your meal, take your, don't even rush your meal. Yeah. And I'm over here like trying to scarf it down really quickly. Yeah. And everybody's like, no, just chill. You're good. Like, like we're yeah. here to support you, like really support you, not just get a picture. and leave. Yeah. So I thought that was like super awesome. It but is, of yeah. course, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm that guy. I'm that bodybuilder that's like eating his meal, not paying attention to anybody. But I, I was still talking. and <laughs> I think most people, I think if you're at the meet and greet, you're probably yeah. a little bit more uh, more of a, I don't want to say hardcore fan, but you're more of a fan. So you kind of understand mm-hmm. that the guy's got to yeah. sit down and grab a meal. Plus, I mean, if somebody's standing in line for half an hour, mm-hmm. they've seen you standing there shaking hands and on your feet the whole time. Yeah. And so if you sit down for five minutes to eat, they call it, they, I think they all get it. I think if yeah, you're, I think if you I think if you're sitting down the whole time and you're kind of ignoring people and whatever then that's probably a little yeah. different but anyway sorry what were you going to say I, I, the, the problem I have I, that I need to get better at is like I spend too much time talking to like one person. I'll spend like five minutes, 10 minutes talking to one person. Yeah. And like people, people will say, I need to like hurry that up a little bit. But I, that's the thing is like people are there yeah. to talk and have a, a genuine conversation, I know. not just a, Hey, like picture. See ya. Yeah. That's I it, didn't, so. And it's funny. It's good. To, how old are you, Derek? 29. Yeah. See, it's, it's great that yeah. you've learned this is such a early stage in your career. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand this until I was like 35, but mm-hmm. yeah, the, the, it was the same thing at our booth. So we had a podcast at our booth and we were trying to do five to 10 minute, uh, sessions because there's so many people in line that want to get into the podcast. Yeah. And I, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do, I'm like five minutes is not enough time to sit down right. and hear somebody's story as yeah. to why they like you or why they like the podcast or for you example, why they like Derek. And yeah. so I, I get it. It's like, you get, 
stuck in this, not stuck, but you get involved in this conversation with this person, but you want to, it, it's almost like people are waiting in line for however long, Yeah, but you feel like you want to give each person their, their moment and their conversation. Exactly. And then, yeah. and then the longer it goes, I'm like, well, I just spent like five minutes with this person, 10 minutes with this person, another five minutes with them. So yeah. I'm like, these people here that have been waiting, have been waiting even longer. So I need to really <laughs> give them even more time. Do you know what I mean? So it's just like this vicious cycle that keeps and, yeah. going. And the second, the worst part about it is if you try to speed up, yeah, you, you then it's even worse because the people that are waiting in line know that you had five or 10 minutes with the previous people. So it's a very tough it's a yeah. very tough thing that I don't think, but you know, what's funny is you always appreciate the people that do stand in line for that long because like, yeah. I don't I'm sure you had like, we had people waiting in line for the podcast for two or three hours and I'm like, yes, it's, uh, no, literally two or three hours because yeah. I was at an, yeah. I was just at an event, uh, in the off season a few months ago, it was out in Denver and it was at just at a supplement store. Yeah. And we, we asked periodically throughout the event, we said, how long have you been standing here? We yeah. asked the very first person that got there early. And then yeah. we asked periodically, every person was there for three hours standing in line waiting. Yeah. I could, yeah. I was like thinking to myself, I wouldn't stand in line to, to, to <laughs> even my own dad said that he's like, I wouldn't stand in line that long to see you. I know. I'm like, I'm not that important. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, here? <laughs> so no, it's but cool. That's, that's why I'm, I'm grateful for it though, man. That's why I don't take it for granted. I'm like, nobody needs to care about my bodybuilding um, career or journey. It's, it's something I love to do. I'm grateful that I get to do it anyway. And for have to have all these people's support is just like, it kind of blows my mind to be honest. I'm just thankful. Derek, do you feel like you've grown as a person? Uh, you know, your, your personality, do you feel like you've grown in the last couple of years? Because you, you were on the podcast yeah. a while back and you seem very different. Yeah, I um, don't feel like the same guy at all. What what, <laughs> yeah. what what happened? What where where did the change? Where did the change come? This we could talk about this for hours. I'm gonna we try to. We got yeah. time. Um, how do I say this? So let me just let me just spit it all out as much as I can. So growing up, it was like. I had it good. Like I was provided for very well. I got to do a lot of things, sports, this and that and the other. But I didn't realize that I had this chip on my shoulder from people saying you're worthless. You'll never make anything yourself. And so I thought, or you're lazy. So I thought, okay, I'll show you how great I am. That Muhammad Ali quote, I'll yeah, show yeah. you how great yeah. I am. I know. it. So I had, I didn't even realize I had this chip on my shoulder my entire upbringing. So I took it into wrestling and I became a college wrestler. And then I realized quickly in college this won't be my future. So my identity was I'm a wrestler. Now I'm not a wrestler. So who am I? And I had this competitive spirit. I found bodybuilding. I, that led me to become a competitive bodybuilder uh, because I love to train and you know, I love everything about bodybuilding. I just needed that competitiveness uh, in sport. So I took that same mentality, became a bodybuilder. And all along I had this like lingering, um, not just thought, but this, this like in my heart, like, cause I'm a, I'm a Christian guy and I yeah. have very strong faith. I always believe God's going to use me in this world, but I always believe he was going to use me in bodybuilding. So from the very get go, even though I had this chip in my shoulder and this, like, I'll show you how great I am attitude. I'm going to be the best in the world or something. Um, I always had this feeling like God's going to use me in this, in, in bodybuilding. So I competed the first couple of years. I had pretty good success right away. Uh, 2017, I went, I became Mr. USA, won my pro debut, went top 
uh, to Olympia placed top five in the 212 same year. Um, that I will say, I think blew my ego up um, without even realizing it. Like I didn't, yeah. even, it just, it just happened. It, yeah. Like I did, I'm like, it was like, okay, finally, see, I'll show you how great I am. I am like, look at me now kind of yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah. you know? And so it just kind of crept in, crept up on me without even me noti no noticing it. And, you know, for a couple of years now I'm trying to battle my idol flex Lewis, like 2018, like, like I looked up to him so much and he was such a great champion that I just wanted to, I wanted to beat him then. So yeah. then I took second to, to flex in 2018. Um, congrats champ. That was my mindset. Like congrats champ. Like you're a legend, whatever. 2019 I'm coming back and I'm like, I'm the man now. Mm -hmm. I took second again to Kamal great mm -hmm. champion. Um, he and I are really good friends as well now, but at the time that was like a kick in the stomach. Yeah. brought me to my knees and humbled me like you wouldn't believe and then i just felt like the entire bodybuilding world like I, it was me it was all in my head i felt like the entire bodybuilding world just like 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 hated me for some reason yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah yeah you know yeah, and i, I was like oh, oh no i just want to like curl up into like a shell and just like go away yeah yeah so i what did i do um let's see 2020 rolled around and everybody knows 2020 was a rough year for everyone. Yeah. Uh, I went back to Indiana and I was just like, I, I want to know what it's like to just be like Derek Lunsford from Indiana and not this put on a pedestal myself, Derek Lunsford, this yeah. ego driven Derek. Like, I just want to know what it's like. Cause again, my identity was wrestling to bodybuilding. Yeah. I want to put my identity in, in, in me. I want to know who I am. Sure. And so I went back to Indiana. I just felt like what, it, what it was like to be back in the gym. I first started training in and, just back to my roots, my family and where it all started. And I was like, okay, so that was, that was, um, very important for me to do in the same, at the same time, like I was going through some other things in, in my life, my personal life, mm -hmm. um, my professional career as well. I felt like just not just the competitive side, but also like the business side of, of bodybuilding. I felt like it was just like taking a nosedive yeah. in my personal life too. So I was just like, Oh my gosh, I was in, this is something I need to elaborate on probably in a YouTube video at some point. Mm -hmm. I kind of put it out there in another YouTube video, but I was so depressed that I didn't even want to be here anymore. Yeah. Like I, like I was like, I'm, I just, I want to call it a day or call. Are you, call are you, sorry, are you not to interrupt, but are you with your wife at this time? Yeah. Now we've yeah. been together for uh, like 12, 13 years, okay. but there, I mean, we were still like, we were engaged, but we were young and we weren't like, how we are now married and like yeah yeah like, like we've always been committed there's nothing like going on there no no i get like it yeah we were young, a younger couple <clears throat> the reason i ask mm -hmm. the reason i ask is not because i think anything was going on or you had a bad relationship mm -hmm. the reason i ask is i know from my own difficulties or mental mm -hmm. mental battles that having that wife next to you sometimes yeah. can pull you through it so dealing with those hardships in that year was your yes. wife wife one of the reasons that kind of got you through the days where you didn't want to be here because i know how difficult those days are so yes and no so i think like i said we were like a, a younger couple we were more mm -hmm. selfish back then yeah. to where it was we weren't being as loving towards each other and understanding we were button heads a little bit more and so it was 
kind of kind of more or less the opposite of what you're I saying whereas sure. whereas whereas now that's what i was going to get to whereas now yeah man my wife is she's the best man yeah. oh yeah. i could go on and on and on about how much she's supported yeah. me has helped me with all this but let me just finish the 2020 like that's that was the roughest year of my life man um again i didn't i didn't want to even be here anymore but like i'm a god fearing and god loving man and so at the time i was more just god fearing and i found that like my i found how much god truly loves me and everyone mm -hmm. and i just I, I broke down and I said, God, okay, I'm committed to you. Like first and foremost in my life, I'm committed to you. I don't even care about myself anymore. I don't care about like being some uh, great bodybuilder or having lots of money or anything at all that's worldly, that is like a worldly desire. Like I'm here on earth for a short period of time and I want to be committed to you. And that's it. Like, that's my number one thing. Then what else am I committed to? I'm committed to my wife. Well, my fiance at the time, my wife now. Um, I, I am committed to bodybuilding. I do believe that you called me to do this. You gave me a genetic gift to be able to do this and a passion. So I want to use it and I want to glorify you with it. And so all these things kind of started coming together as like the, my core values and the foundation of my life. Mm. And I, and I thought to myself, okay, this 2020 Olympia prep, um, which was with my previous coach, uh, I thought to myself, well, if this is it, if this is the last time I ever compete, which I didn't believe it would be, but I thought to myself, if this is the last chance that I ever have at doing this, like I want to put my all into it. And, and also I want to change like who I am through the process, okay. through the toughest time physically and mentally of a prep. I want to also change these habits and characteristics of myself. And so I thought this is an opportunity for me to, to prep and become a better version of Derek Lunsford. Mm -hmm. And so people were surprised that from, from 2019 placing second, I was all upset and, and angry that 2020 I placed fourth and came off with a smile on my face yeah. because yeah. I felt like that was like a finish line for me to be like, okay, I'm done with this depression it, and real quick, you can't just say I'm done being depressed, yeah, yeah. Like, but, but I was like, I'm moving forward. So it was like a finish line for me for like, I'm done with this depression. I'm moving forward in my life. I'm going to be happy and I'm going to, you know, whatever God has for my life is going to be, you know, what he wants is best. Mm -hmm. So it was crazy. The very next night, um, I went backstage cause the next night was finals for the open. Yeah. I wanted to congratulate Rami on his first Olympia win. And what do you know, Hani and I start talking. Mm. It was just like right away. I was like, here's, I'm going to line this up for you. Now you're doing it right. You're doing it for me. You're not doing it for yourself anymore. It's all for the right reasons. And so I'm going to start showing you the path. Okay. And it took uh, through 2021 for me to continue to, to keep this mindset and keep these habits going. Cause it takes time. You can say I'm, I'm this new person or I want to be this new person, but it takes time to develop mm -hmm. because you're challenged all the time to revert back to the old ways. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, the last couple of years I've, I've really tried to like stay true to who I want to be and that those core values and thank God I have people like my wife, my friends who are also, you know, 
fellow Christians. I have Hani who has helped me tremendously, not just as a bodybuilder, oh, but no. like the mental. Yeah, you know, yeah. so like the yeah. mental side of it too. So all of this has just kind of come together over these last couple of years to where I I just don't even feel like the same dude. Like I'm I'm almost embarrassed to even think about. <laughs> it's like, funny when it's funny when you look back. I have that same feeling. It's, uh, funny, it's funny when you look back at your behavior and you're like. Uh, it's like cringy a little I bit. I want like, nobody to watch those videos. <laughs> <laughs> like you're nothing. No, so I, I take a few things from it. So uh the first and foremost, you one of the things I think that what you said is that helped you was doing it for somebody else and not for yourself. And for you, it was God. For somebody else, mm -hmm. it might it might be something else. But so that was a, one of the, one of your keys. The second thing I I picked from, picked out from that was I really value the fact that you said there are it's a it's a process mm -hmm. because i do think that people when they struggle with depression think it's a think it's a quick like you know what i figured it out i'm not going to be depressed anymore yeah and there's there is no like i figured it mm -hmm. out fix i like that you said that it's going to take time and there's going to be days where you revert so the question comes to mind mm -hmm. is when you revert or you feel yourself reverting back to that selfish person or depressed person what is it what is like a trigger what is something that brings you back to the proper thought process purpose and yeah. that's why it's like my christian faith like my like at my core out and and all that i'm i'm doing here on earth is i want to glorify and honor god i want to bring people closer to christ and and connect others to him and and show them that like his way is better than our own Mm. And so for me, it's like, that's why I like to differentiate like the calling versus the purpose is like people say, well, your purpose is to be a bodybuilder. No, it's not. My calling was to be a bodybuilder, I believe. And my purpose is to serve God, serve others, honor and glorify him. So if I'm, if I feel like I'm not doing that, if I'm living into the world and, and, and having these, like you said, reverting back to my old ways, yeah. then I'm probably not honoring him and I'm not staying true to my purpose so then it goes oh well then you better correct that and get back on track here okay. so for me that's that's what it is is there somebody in your life like will your wife pull you aside and go hey i'm noticing this or that or is it just something you get from yourself you gotta it's it you gotta it's know internal. it for yourself and yeah. I, I don't think it's that hard if you know i think we all know right from wrong yeah and we know we're not doing right so we're like yeah. ah, like so you're holding yourself accountable to that, but yeah. also giving yourself grace too. Mm -hmm. You can't beat yourself up and feel guilty all the time. Like you're a bad person. We are all are sinners. We all have faults and flaws. It's like just getting back up and, and on track and, and, and getting back, you know, back at it is, is, is the most important part, but having good people in your life to fellowship with having a strong spouse is super important. Yeah. She doesn't, well, Sometimes she pulls me aside and says, Hey Derek, listen here. <laughs> you, you know how it is. <laughs> but but yeah. but but truly, I mean, yeah, she, like we we definitely have those conversations, but it isn't mm -hmm. like um, you know, I don't know, it isn't as it. direct as direct yeah. as, as as what you're saying. But yeah. um friends, I think it's important to have have your friends too. Like you need to have good quality people in your life that are like-minded so that you know, you can be there for them and they're there for you good times and bad. So sometimes, um, I'm dealing with something and I, I call up a friend, Hey, listen, 
I'm struggling today. I'm just having a rough day. Yeah. Can you come over or like, can we just have a conversation? I do this, yeah, especially yeah. on prep. And, and they're like, yep, I'll be there tonight. Okay, yeah. cool. Boom. And they do the same for, or I do the same for them. So they'll say, Hey man, I'm not good. Like, can I just come over? I'm like, perfect. I'm like, I know you're three weeks out, but like I'm dealing with this. I don't care if I'm three weeks out, get over here. It's that's probably awesome. going to help me in some way. Yeah, that's really like, good. It, like, um, so like, that's really important too. But then also it doesn't, that's not just what our friendship is based on. Mm -hmm. We, we have our good times too. And we, of course. we laugh to have yeah. a good time. So having those people in your life are important and making sure that you spend time with each of them. So mm -hmm. making sure you have your spouse time, like yesterday was a full, you know, all for my wife day. You, you owe her that uh, after fucking prepping for, <laughs> you know, I do man. <laughs> as much as she put up with. Yeah. Oh man. So then also I think you need to have your friends time too. And then you need yeah. to have your alone time. So, yeah. and then also time spent with God, you and, you know, in prayer. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important that you you, you have that balance. Yeah. You mentioned grace, which I think is a very valuable point because I think a lot of people when they're, when they're trying, we're struggling with mental issues or struggling with depression or anxiety or anything like that. They beat mm -hmm. themselves up a lot. I think yeah. when you're working towards being, being a better person, you're always trying to check boxes to be that better person. Mm -hmm. But I don't think, I think a lot of times we forget the grace box. Yes. Like we, we forget the box that says, Hey, it's okay. If you fucked up, yep. let's just figure it out moving forward. Like a lot of people don't do that. And I think you're, you end up in a constant state of analyzation of yourself, yeah. never giving yourself a break. So I think that's Absolutely. a, yeah, I think it's a really valuable point that you made. Um, you I can, wanna, you can, sorry, uh, you can kind of compare it to bodybuilding. Like as if you slip up yeah. on your diet, you have a cheat meal or something that you weren't supposed to have. Are you going to sit there and beat yourself up for a week about it? Or are you just going to yeah. get back on the plan? You missed your cardio. Well, you shouldn't have done that. You know, you shouldn't mm -hmm. have, but just get back up on it and, and get back up on the plan. Yeah. Same thing in life. It's like, look, we're going to mess up. There's going to yeah. be challenging times where we don't pass the test. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like, what are you going to do? You're going to sit there and dwell on it. Cause that's not going to do anything for you. Yeah. Um, just keep, just move forward, you know? Yeah, it's it's a really good point. I want to go back to touch on something before we move forward to the show. Yeah, you said something about hype and how it kind of crept up on you, and I thought that was a, a really good way to put it because yeah. I felt the same thing happened to me. Mm -hmm. Luckily, you caught it way sooner than I did, <laughs> but I uh, I felt the same thing happened to me, and I've actually since being out of the sport have seen it happen mm -hmm. to like a few people that come to mind, and it's. It, you're right. It does creep up on you. It's not mm -hmm. like, it's not like you consciously wake up and feel like you're better than everybody else. You kind of yeah. just, you kind of, I think social media has a lot to do with it because people are telling you you're great all day long mm -hmm. and you, you start to kind of almost believe it a little bit and forget, mm -hmm. forget who you are. Yep. So I don't know if you want to touch on that a little bit, how that, how you felt that came into play. Like, I don't know if, if there's any, I didn't. So real quick, I didn't have those people I just mentioned in my life a few years ago. And I didn't have that, those, that, um, deep rooted foundation, you know, those core values within me a few years ago, it was just all for me. Right. And, and, and so now, like, now that I'm a, like, I'm more, first of all, I'm more aware that like how fast it can creep up on you. Yeah. Um, like I can almost like, be ready for it in a way yeah, yeah. but also i have these people in my life to also keep me on track too whereas before i was down here in florida by myself in a mm -hmm. small apartment me and my 
my fiance wife now uh we were doing three years long distance yeah. and again i didn't have any of these people down here they were all from indiana and they all moved down in the last couple of years mm-hmm. so or or some of them that live here now we weren't close i wasn't close with at the time so either way it's like uh those people are super important again your relation my relationship with god is super important prayer consistent prayer um but what, but yeah what, i think sorry yeah. would i would i be wrong to say that it's almost the hype and the selfishness are connected because it's almost like if you're yeah. by, if you're well, by if you're by yourself or mm-hmm. you know by yourself not like alone alone but like you said mm-hmm. if you don't have those good people around you yeah you're almost in a bubble where you're just being fed these compliments all day long and it's all about you and you're kind of start to inflate your ego a bit that can definitely be the case for me again i like i usually like to say it's uh talk about my relationship with god as far as like when i'm talking about this but i think you can you can use it in this same uh realm Mm -hmm. so like for me it's easy when it's easier when i'm struggling like in a prep, for example, when I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to make it to this cardio. I don't know how I'm going to make it to this day. Mm-hmm. Like you've had those times where it's just like, you question, how am I even going to get through this? Yeah. So I'm like, God, I need you. Right. Um, now in the off season, things are a little easier. Things are good, you know, comfortable. It's like, eh, maybe I stopped praying quite as much because mm, you know, I see. I see. I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying life a little bit more. I'm enjoy- enjoying the blessings that God gives me. And you start to think that maybe you earned it. Mm, I get it. Right. So yeah. that's another thing too, is where I don't feel like I earn anything. Like I, I do work, but I but feel you, like the blessing. So you look at it, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm just, you yeah. look at it like it's been given to you. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Where so it's I, like, I it's it. like a, it's a, it's a blessing, right. Rather than like I yeah. worked hard and then I earned it. I think that's yeah. our mentality. A lot of times, especially here in America is that, you know, if you work hard, you earn it. Yeah. You know, that's why it says you got to want it, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I want it and I'm going to go work for it. And if I think that, you know, for me, my God, he loves and protects. So if he wants it for you and he feels like this is like what's best for your life and it's going to glorify and honor him, he'll bless you. If, if he feels like, cause like think, think about this, man, this perfect example. If I would have gotten the title back in 2018, 2019, 2020, what kind of guy would I be now? Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, I think he was protecting me by not giving me what I wanted or what I felt like I earned or deserved or whatever. It's like, he was protecting me. He was like, no, it's not your time. You're not ready for this. You can't handle it. But then when you are able to handle it, then here you go. Like now you're. Yeah. That's interesting, man. So let me ask you, do you have friends? who aren't religious or do you just surround yourself yeah. with people? You do. And that's not yeah. like you don't, you don't push your religion on anybody else or judge it. You just have your own beliefs and that's fine for you. I walk my walk and I hope to influence people doing so. Like, I hope I can show people that God is living through me. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't want people to think I'm like some, some crazy. No, 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 no. I get here. it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but like, this is really the way I think and the way I live my life. And mm-hmm. A lot of times it is the way I talk with my friends, but you know, no, it's, it's not always the case. Like I have a ton of people in my life, tons of friends who are actually atheists. Like they refuse to believe in anything mm-hmm. and it, it hurts me. Don't get me wrong. Like it hurts me. Like I, like, like I want everyone's soul to be saved and everything, yeah. but you know, I'm also not the one to judge either because I'm a sinner. And so I know that I'm not the guy to judge. I just, yeah. I'm just the guy to hear to, 
you know, I like it. I, I like, like it. I want to get along with everybody, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. No, I like it, man. That's some really valuable stuff. Uh, doing yeah. things for a higher purpose is very, very yeah. ins- insightful. Um, okay. So I want to move forward to the show. Okay. You get to prejudging. Dude, mm-hmm. when, when you walked out, so me, I mean, I've said this on the podcast like 10 times now, but me and yeah. Jose, me and Jose were sitting like two rows behind the judges. Yeah. I think I saw you actually. <laughs> I was oh, no, maybe I did. <laughs> we were, uh, when you walked out, I was like, oh, he, he looks good, right? You're just walking. You hadn't done anything yeah. yet. I'm like, oh, he fucking looks good. And then you stood, you got into your front relaxed and me and yeah. Jose were like, what the fuck is like, you looked <laughs> It was crazy because your physique is like this, but then when you stood relaxed, you opened up and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, what the fuck? And then you hit your front double and your physique went like this. And we're, we just both fucking started screaming. We're like, he's going to win. He's going to win. And, uh, it was, it was, it was nutty to see you come out, man. I had, I've, there's only one other person I've seen and I haven't seen Chris Bumstead, uh, mm-hmm. recently. So I can't say, cause Chris seems like he would be this type of physique also, but he looks only, wild. Yeah. There's looks- only there's only one other physique I can compare it to. And that's Keon. When Keon mm-hmm. opens, opens up into his front double, he just doubles yeah. in size. So anyway, you come out, the crowd reaction was crazy. How are you feeling at this point? Hit going. Cause I know, like, I know when you're on stage, I don't know about you, but I, I'm, I know when you're on stage, like I can hear the audience and I can yeah. hear, I can hear when I hit a shot and the audience cheers, you can, it kind of gives you more. Right. So yeah, Walk me through the walking out to your own man, yeah. man routine. Yeah, I so just to be straightforward, this was the proudest moment I've ever had in my whole bodybuilding journey. And I don't know if I'll ever have it again. I said this in my recent YouTube video that I just posted today. Yeah. But uh, dude, that was the proudest moment I've ever had in all of my bodybuilding um, at any moment. So I walk out and I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's do this. My turn. Okay. And then I'm like, I take a few steps out and then the music changes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. I like this. I like this beat, <laughs> you know? And so I, I kind of like did one of these, like, all right. Yeah, yeah. And then I walk out. I'm like, I hit the center, center stage. And I knew I was going to come up into my front relaxed, yeah. but I didn't know what kind of reaction I was going to get. I was just going to hit it for a second and then go to my front double. And I thought, you know, when I hit my front double, people are going to like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, maybe yeah. not like go nuts, but people are like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I went into my front relaxed, dude, I literally <laughs> felt the energy of the room. Yeah. The air of the room got sucked out with everybody yeah. goes, <gasps> like, yeah. I heard every person in the room just like breath got taken away. And yeah. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> like, I heard it. <laughs> so then I, I kind of held it for just like a half a second longer. Yeah. And then I came down like this and I thought, okay, let's go. go. Yeah. And I went front double and then it was like, everybody just like exhaled. <sighs> and yeah. like, I could tell yeah. everybody was like, well, what the, like, I just, yeah. I could just feel it. It got loud in there, like, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, this is good. Yeah. Then I hit a couple more shots and it was, it was what it was. Yeah. It was fun. Then I turned to the back and people were just going nuts. And yeah. I remember walking off stage and I was like, this is going to be good. Yeah, this well, be- <laughs> I don't remember what number you were, but we had seen what number were you? Okay, so I was number seven, and oh, let's come back to this number. We'll come back here. to the number thing, but you were number seven, so I had seen six people come out, and I think Hottie was one of them. Yeah, and uh, I remember thinking Hottie was big and full and pretty hard, but not 
like I know people said Hottie used to be like peeled, peeled, and he wasn't like yeah. he got he got more peeled as the show went on. But when he first came out, he still had a little bit of a film. When you came out, I was like, "This is ridiculous," because your physique looked crazy, but the fucking excuse my language, the conditioning yeah. was it was crazy. Like you're especially when you turned to the back, it was it was nuts. So yeah, that first impression of you is nuts and then you went off and then you guys came back but let's talk about the number real quick before we move on i don't want to get too far into it because this is a total like mind screw <laughs> but i'll just just simply because there's other other things that i i could keep going with the whole numbers thing yeah. um but i found it ironic that hottie was number one mm -hmm. and i was number seven okay. and he got first and i got second mm -hmm. and he's the 17th mr olympia why does that i don't understand how they all connect so like number one oh i get it so one um, you were one and seven and he was a 17th mr olympia i get yeah it. i don't know i found that kind of ironic and then there were some other things that happened over the weekend too that i was just like that's weird how this is all connecting here <laughs> like and people are like you thought about this a lot i'm like yeah. I, don't, I just see it like i don't know i just it's see just, it you're a numbers guy uh, i guess so now that one that one i feel like i'm a little crazy on you are a little crazy on that one but it, it's it is kind of cool no so you guys go off when you go off, you know you've done something, obviously, because the crowd probably went crazier for you than there's probably a couple other notables, obviously. But um, when you come back out, what are you thinking now? They do the first call out, you mm -hmm. get you get called out. What what's your mindset now? You you got first call out in your first open mm -hmm. bodybuilding. Like, is that something you expected after that first round of cheers? Or uh I wasn't nervous to not get called out in the first call out but i was like i really hope i get called out here you yeah. know because i didn't know right like i'm yeah. just i'm seeing the guys backstage on the screen right and i yeah. i was thinking i think i i think i'll be in the first call out you know I, I'm, I'm sure i'll be in the first call out so when they called my number i was like okay cool i'm at least probably in the top five top six mm -hmm. and now is when we have to do the comparisons and and we'll see where it goes from here so now it's time to get to work mm -hmm. and um i remember that we got brought out and then right away i kind of went in the middle with hottie mm -hmm. and and i didn't know how many people were out there i was just kind of focused on me but i i felt like hottie was in the middle and i was like you know second or third but then i then i realized like after watching it no it was like me and hottie were both six of you yeah 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 and and so yeah because i thought i was like fighting for basically second third yeah uh but then i realized after prejudging i'm like no it was pretty close especially like yeah. you know certain shots i think i had and certain shots he had but i realized that you know most likely he was he and i were one and two and so you know when basically you're up, just like, when, yeah. when you're when you're up there and you get called out and then you get mm -hmm. put in the middle even if you thought you were second or third and you didn't realize you mm -hmm. were in the middle what's going through your mind at this point because you're like i won the 212 olympia mm -hmm. and now i'm up here again battling for potentially yeah. potentially the open mr olympia my first shot mm -hmm. like what's like what walk me through that are you thinking of anything at all or are you just like i'm fighting right now this a guy couple right things now? a couple of things i was thinking about yeah mostly it's just like i need to get in the middle like i yeah. need to be the guy in the middle i need to yeah. keep fighting hard i need to pose hard yeah. pose my heart out and just just show off the best i possibly can because i need to get in the middle yeah. um so that's that's that was like going through my head um it wasn't about like, I need to win. I need to win. I need to win. It was more like, I just need to like pose right and, yeah. and, and be the guy. Yeah. Um, 
the other thing I was thinking about was, can we all just get on the line here and pose <laughs> yeah. side by side? Because everybody, everybody get moving up. <laughs> bro, I thought I was going to fall off the stage one time. I man. know, I know. It's I think hilarious. I spit on the guy in the front row one time <laughs> doing the most muscular. I'm actually not kidding. I know, I know. So, okay, but let me ask you this. So if you're, you're there, you're in the middle. Yeah. And I know, and I know some people thought, some people thought this. So I'm wondering if you think, if you thought this ever, <laughs> did you think, because some people thought they had pushed Rami to the outside because mm-hmm. they had him winning and they were comparing you guys for second, third, fourth. Yeah. Did you, did that cross your mind at all? They're like, you're, cause you're like, oh my God, the, the previous Mr. Olympia is on the outside. Mm-hmm. Or did you think, did you think what it actually was, was he had just slipped? Uh, it, it was, I was a little confused yeah. because I was a little surprised to see him off to the side. Yeah. But it, but the whole time in my mind, it's like, you don't leave someone on the side the entire time. That's like, right. even when they did that with Phil, yeah. Phil was in the middle and then they're like, all right, mm-hmm. off to the side, you're the winner. And then that's, that's it. So they never did that um, this time with anyone. So yeah, it, it was kind of like, kind of a little confusing, but I, I was like, I don't think that that's the case here. Yeah. When you left, mm-hmm. pre, when you left prejudging, because mm-hmm. I know what, I know what it's like when you walk off stage, everyone's like, Oh, you got this or you don't got this or mm-hmm. you got second or you got third. Obviously probably Hani and your girlfriend are probably the first people you spoke to or your, sorry, your wife mm-hmm. or the first person you, people you spoke to. What were they telling you? Were they telling you, you know, uh, uh, Rami had slipped. Were they telling you at mm-hmm. first you had second, you're battling. Like what were, what was the conversation after walking off stage? There was no conversation about Rami or any other competitors. It was more like uh, it's it's you and Hottie, and okay. you, you can win this. Like like it, it wasn't just like my wife and and Hani, but there were other people. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, that that were backstage was like you might you might be taking this title home tonight or tomorrow, and I was like, <laughs> well, we have to come back tomorrow. We'll find I out. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Look, man, I this is gonna sound weird to some people, but I know after working for 12 14 16 weeks whatever it is put your heart and soul into a show Mm. and then showing up and doing well sometimes there's like an emotional release when you Mm -hmm. get to your hotel room after definitely so i can't imagine because i've obviously never been at your level i can't imagine what it must have felt like to have all Uh the pressure of being the 212 guy that's come up Mm -hmm. being a younger guy and Mm -hmm. just all the hype leaving prejudging going back to was there like this just emotional release or were you just locked in um there a little bit of both so mm-hmm. i never really had felt pressure this entire time really believe it believe it or not there was never this pressure that i needed to perform i feel like i've already embarrassed myself in the past anyway <laughs> with, no i'm i actually but how is that it, possible you're all eyes were on all eyes were on listen uh, going into the show there was a few people it was like yeah. nick nick was saying he was going to win so obviously there was mm-hmm. all eyes on nick uh andrew was kind of a newcomer that people were expecting big things from and mm-hmm. then there was and then there was you i mean pr- yeah i'm probably leaving somebody out but yeah primarily the th- those were the three people i heard talked about the most mm-hmm. and you didn't feel any pressure no no because like what i told you before man i feel like i'm kind of already embarrassed about years past <laughs> to where i feel like man if i'm if i'm a hated person or if i embarrass myself like i 
there's just nothing I can do about it. Like I'm gonna, I know me, I'm going to give my absolute best. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful to be able to do this. I'm thankful for my life. And and that's it. Like, I just want to, for me, I just want to show up at my best. And if I don't, I want to figure out why was it me or was it something else? And if, and I want to correct it and I want to just keep getting better. That is completely totally my mindset. It's Mm. because it's the only thing that I can truly control. Um, so your question after prejudging going back to hotel room was, uh, there was a definite relief. Like, Oh man, I'm in the first call out. I was in the middle somewhere and this is a already a good weekend, but there was also, if any time that was maybe when I did feel like not pressure, but a little bit of like, okay, but we need to hold this and improve for tomorrow because it's not done. Yeah. Like, like it's only halftime. Yep. And I think I even made a post like that. It said halftime or something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that's really how I felt. I'm like, it's not over. It's, it is not over. Like I, I could have went back and like, oh man, I did it. You know, top, you know, whatever yeah, places. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but for me, it was like, okay, they said, I'm really, truly fighting for that title. And I believe that I am, I need to come back better tomorrow. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. And that was it. And, um, you know, I have confidence knowing that Hani's in my corner that he's going to keep me, keep me right and dial me in even better. Uh, but, uh, a little bit of relief knowing that I'm in the first call tops, you know, t- top couple spots, but also like, we can't let this slip either. So more work to be done. All right. So next night rolls around. Yeah. You guys, you guys probably had a little bit of water. You slept really well, kept the meals mm-hmm. pretty stable. Next night rolls around. I ate a lot of food actually the next Did you? morning. All right, Dude, walk me he, walk me through it. I don't want to. I don't want to say. No, he's like, he's like, hey man, like coming off of prejudging, he's like, you gotta start eating. I actually had to stay up until like three a.m. to eat a couple more really? meals. Really, and then I woke up. I woke up really early the next morning, and I I pounded like like six seven more meals before well, your, I. Your conditioning was so good. Did did Hani think you yeah. were flat at all? Yeah, he was like, we don't want you to go flat. So we yeah. need to keep keep feeding you, especially yeah. right now. So it doesn't get too too close to the show. Um, so that way it doesn't like fill up my stomach too much. Did did so, you do were you cutting water on the Saturday? Were you still drinking a little bit all Saturday or no? I honestly can't remember. I, I know I wasn't drinking hardly any water. Yeah, like, yeah. You're probably just we were just yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 So you get to the show. Did you actually fill out? Did you feel more full on Saturday night? Yeah, a little bit, a little okay. bit. Yeah. So you get to the show. Now, you have to forgive me. I wasn't at the show Saturday night. We had such a long mm-hmm. day at the booth. We had to break yeah. everything down that I didn't wasn't able to make it to finals. Um, but walk me through finals. What would you say? I'm not going to forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I just, I feel bad. You missed it, man. I know. <laughs> I feel bad because I can't commentate on it because I, I wasn't yeah. uh, anyway. It was a, I was pissed off. I really wanted to see that yeah. night, but we just had so much work to do. Anyway, walk me through the second night. How does it go? Uh, it was good. I honestly, I think the most pressure I had was my posing routine. Man, I, I, I have a love hate for the posing routines. Really? Um, that's yeah. I would rather just get up there and do the mandatories and mm-hmm. and be competing rather than um the posing routine it, just, it stresses me out man i don't know why why well i did i did have someone help me rachel daniel she's a women's physique competitor um at the olympia and she's a super good poser so mm. i had her help me choreograph the routine and stuff like that and mm. you know looking back on it i thought it was a really good routine i posted up to my instagram and my youtube and um if anybody wants to check it out but 
I, uh, I, I thought it was a pretty cool routine and the music was great, but I just, for some reason, I'm like, if I don't nail this, it's, you're going to look like an idiot or something, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and, uh, so that's going through my head the whole time during the posing routine, but, but I think we, we did a good job with it. And, uh, and then I don't know what else did you want to know about finals? I, like how- well, well, first of all, explain to me why, why do you not like uh, the posing routine as much? Cause it's like choreographed and you, and you got to hit the poses with the music and like in sync, you know? And I'm just thinking to myself, what if I forget one of the poses and do something wrong? And then it just totally, like, <laughs> like I totally mess it up, you know? So this is your finals posing routine. This is from your YouTube page. Everybody follow Derek Lunsford on YouTube. Subscribe to his page so you see all his newest updates. But this is your posing routine. So far, it looks great. This is a thing I got to tell yeah, you. Yeah, I haven't done it. I walked out. <laughs> I know. That's why I said so far, it's great. No, um, but I have to I have to tell you, Derek, because I didn't care for the posing routines as much until I retired. Uh, and then you kind of miss it. I don't know. Personally, I kind of miss it now. I miss being up there yeah. and hearing the crowd cheer and those kind of things. One of the things I want to tell you, though, about posing routines is you're very, very balanced. And you have great arms, which allows you to do all of the poses. Like you have every pose at your disposal. And the reason I say that is people don't understand that if you have smaller arms or if you have a weak back or you have something, there's poses you can't do. Uh-huh. So you literally can do any pose out there because you are you have great body parts. So I feel like you should take advantage of that. I think I just put too much pressure on myself, to be honest. Like I want to I wanna put together something like, really awesome yeah (laughs) like i overthink it yeah i mean it's a good routine i can't play the music unfortunately or else i'll get demonetized but no worries but they're all the shots look good um when you look at your physique since we're watching Mm -hmm. your physique yeah what is it that you want to improve on for 23 what is it? What is the most the, the the blaring thing that you think would put you into that first place circle? I still want to keep improving my chest. I know I brought my chest up a lot from last year, but it still needs work. Um, I would like to just get more etched out up top yeah. from the front, and then I I think if I brought up my quads a little bit more, um, that would also help my physique as well. So yeah, because yeah, like my of- like, like they're like my back shots. Like I think you know. Not that I couldn't improve them. I'm definitely going to continue to work on my back and my back shots. Yeah. But I think those are my superior shots compared to like the front, like for yes. example, like muscular. Yes. Yeah. Because so. if we pause there, I mean, your quads look very thick there. You know, somebody keeps asking me and Milo, Milo said this. I know you caught it. Uh-huh. Why, why do you pose with your legs, your feet so far apart? Because your legs, um, like, like here, your feet are closer and your legs are big enough. But. Is it something where you put them wider? Does it make them look? Because I don't know. Like you say, you need more quad, but and I, I agree with you. But there, they look really thick. Uh, you know, it might be something I should probably play around with a little bit more. But I maybe it, it it's something to do with my adductors too, just because like I've grown my adductors quite a bit over the last year or so, yeah. to where like it kind of just pushes my feet out so it feels a little bit more comfortable oh, to see. where I can connect with my quads a little bit more with my feet out wider. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. This, see, in this shot, I see what you're talking about. I mean, it's not it's not a dead-on yeah. shot. so we You can't see talk. where my adductors are, like, pushing each yeah. other? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, I think so. You're thinking more quads, and you're thinking from the back, and your back shots are great. So you're thinking more quad, and then more chest. You said you want a thicker chest. Yeah, definitely more chest development too. Yeah, so I think yeah. those two two areas I can improve on. Yeah, it's great, man. It's great physique. Good for you. Because yeah, I got I got the separation in the quads, but I I think yeah. it you know pull them out just a little bit more would be good. And yeah. then if I can get better separation in the chest and a little bit more. All right, tissue. so. So you do the routine. They call you guys back out for a second round of judging. Yeah. And they start doing the callouts. And they start doing the, after the callouts, they start doing the placings. Yeah. Thought process. Now is when my heart's thumping. I'm like, oh, <laughs> just keep playing. Like, you want to walk me through this a little bit? Yeah. Well, even though I was in the middle of the, you know, pre-judging and finals, I still was thinking, oh, man, like I could get, out of the top five or I could get fifth or fourth or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I'm really hoping I'm, I'm one of the last guys standing here. Mm -hmm. uh, so when they call Rami, like How my mind, was, I was pretty shocked. I'll be honest yeah. with you. But, I mean, like I said, like, he, like there was never a comparison with him yeah. coming in, but at the same time, like he was the reigning champion and like, you know, he's no small guy. Let me tell yeah. you, man. And yeah. you know, I, yeah. he was conditioned. So I just think like, wow fifth like i don't think i got any lower than that and yeah. he's a former two-time champion like i think i just placed ahead of rami wow yeah okay all right fourth place brandon i'm like whoa another olympia champion and i think that again i'm still placing higher where that, where, so. where did you where did you think you were like when you're standing there where did you think you were mm -hmm. gonna land um I thought that I would be a top two, okay. but, but just kind of in the back of your mind, you're like, get yeah. prepared. If you're not like, you need yeah. to be able to like be okay with it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was kind of like bracing myself if I wasn't going to be mm -hmm. top two, mm -hmm. but I, I did believe it was going to come down to me and hottie. Um, so they call third call third. And I thought this is a great night this is awesome <laughs> i'm like oh man i cannot complain whatsoever uh and i'm, I'm honestly just i'm ready to like walk out i'm like ready yeah. to i'm I, I try to take it easy try yeah. to play it cool but i'm like i want to i want to get out here and i want bob you better speed this up here yeah, okay yeah, yeah no but actually to be honest with you i i was just really trying to soak it all in because i yeah. just know like it, it does go fast even though it's like you're waiting you're waiting you're waiting i'm like i'm just trying to take it all in because you know before you know it we'll be back in the hotel room again so i want to i was I wanna, just oh sorry i want to interrupt for one second before you go into the final go ahead. two go ahead looking back at it now do you feel like you're able to soak it in and actually absorb and recollect everything clearly? Or was it kind of a blur because it was so crazy for you? This was the most I've been able to like be in the moment, be present. Okay. I, in the past, it was always like, I want to win. I want to win. I want to win. Even in 2021, it was like, I really want this 212 title. And not that I don't want it any less. It was just more like, I want to be as present in the yeah. moment as I possibly can. So like, this was, the calmest, most collect. Even my wife said, "I she's like, this is the calmest you've ever been from the, the start to the finish of the show. And I go, I don't know why. I just, I don't feel pressure. I just feel, feel good, you know? And awesome. which is shocking, right? Cause it was yeah. the biggest show of my life and yeah. it was yeah. the most calm I'd ever been. And do you, um, do you actually feel like, so there's two ways to look at it. Do you mm -hmm. feel like coming up from the two twelve that even though people were watching you, 
you had less expectations because they are like, oh, he's a 212? Or did you feel like the expectations were high anyway? No, I just I just kept watching your podcast and I seen where I was being placed the whole time. So no, I'm just like <laughs> wait a minute. I okay, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, time out. I'm totally I'm, kidding. I would I'm just totally like kidding. to say, I would just like to say it's hard. <laughs> Okay, first of all, predictions are fucking super hard. With no, I know. I'm just life. kidding. Second of all, I just, we all it seems like we all influence each other. Yeah. Because everybody kept changing their picks. <laughs> but I will say, I will say the first time we did the, t- the t- top 10, I had you in fourth. You did. I and saw then, that. I was like, dang, okay. All right. And then and then we kept talking and everybody kept changing their shit. So yeah. anyway. Go no, on. that's okay. cool. I didn't really yeah. care. I just, I, I found it entertaining. And it was pretty cool that you guys kept doing it. Yeah. It, it, some people may have thought it was like redundant, but I, I thought it was pretty cool how you like kept doing it and changing it and going, no, now this is what I'm seeing and, well, and because, bringing other people on. Yeah. yeah. Well, because people keep post, posting updates. So you start seeing the updates mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe that guy looks yeah. better. Maybe that guy looks better. So it yeah. did, by the end, though, I will tell you, it did get redundant. I'm like, I don't want to yeah. do predictions anymore. But yeah. I feel like, look, man, this is how guys sit around and talk. Yeah. Like, if I was, if the camera wasn't on, me and the guys would have been sitting around going, "What do you think about this guy? What do you think about that guy?" Yeah. So, so it was just, no, it's uh, good. I think you should keep doing it like that. I mean, yeah. if it's a topic that comes up, it comes up, man. I mean, yeah. so it was, it was <laughs> such a, it was such a crazy top ten, or even yeah. even top fifteen, top twenty. Like, yeah. like trying to figure it out was was nuts. But anyway, so you're standing there at the end. It's you mm-hmm. and Hottie, and Bob's doing his thing. And yep. what's, what's the thought process? Well, I'll be honest and transparent here with this one too. So um, I'm standing there and I start to pray again, just like I did the year before. Okay. God, I want to glorify and honor you with this. So, you know, I've, I've worked hard. You know, I want this title. If, you know, if you want it for me and I can glorify and honor you with the title, then I want it. I accept it. If you don't want me to have this title, if you if if you feel that it's not my time then i accept that too either way like just give me like what you want basically mm. and in 2021 when i prayed that i felt this in my heart that like i'm getting this title like i'm it's it it's like i'm receiving it right now mm. and then he called my name and i got it and i was like no way like this is yeah. amazing yeah Something told me like, it was just like, it's just not your time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what was I was feeling, but I was just like, like, I felt like I was almost preparing for Hottie's name to be called. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, I don't know why I felt that way, but it, it was what it was. And mm-hmm. so like, maybe that's why it made it a little easier for me to like, just, you know, be happy for him like genuinely happy for him yeah. um i mean dude you can't com- like complain coming into your mr olympia no. debut getting second yeah. place and like arguably like pushing for that title like yeah. dude i i was really on cloud nine and i still am to be honest um, yeah. uh, and then i just thought to myself okay well you're this close what do you need to do to get better mm-hmm. and then i started looking and talking to honey and thinking okay this is game play. This is where we need to improve. You've already asked me that. I need to improve here a little bit of the quads, and I'm right back in the gym now, training and getting so, ready for this. So, um, oh, listen, awesome moment for sure for you. That's yeah. incredible. It's gonna be. I feel like it's gonna be hard for. There's there's a few people I can see being Mr. Olympia. I don't mm-hmm. feel like 
even though I feel like hottie is great, I feel like with a few small tweaks, there's like probably a list of four or five guys that could jump mm-hmm. into that place, right? Um, I feel like with added size in the right places, do you feel like you're next in line? Like, are you going to be hard to beat for that spot? Or do you feel like it maybe it was an off year for some guys? Like, how do you feel about next year's competition? And do you think you're going to do any shows in between? Or are you just like, no, I'm focused on this one big show? Yeah, so my mindset coming into this show anyway, or into the Olympia, was this won't be my best anyway. Okay. So meaning... I have this mindset of, I want to do this for many years and I want to continue to improve my physique and I know that I can. Mm-hmm. And so whether I got first, second, last call outs, whatever, I just knew that this was like a new beginning for me. Yeah. And for me, it's like, how awesome is it to be like this close right to there. walking away with a title? And I know how much more improvements I can make. Yeah. Um, so that's, like I said, that's where my mindset's at. Yeah. So my mindset is just that I like, this is a bodybuilding journey. Like bodybuilding is art i can only just work with what i've got so that is purely my mindset i really don't try to think too much about the competition anymore um i know it's there they're pushing me to be better so it it holds me accountable Mm -hmm. but other than that like i want to see these guys continue to improve and grow the sport of bodybuilding with me and um so yeah i know that they're going to continue to put in the work all these guys are super eager just like myself and so again, they're holding me accountable to making those improvements myself. Mm-hmm. Where we place next year, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I I do believe that I could be the next guy in line. Um, that's what I'm working for. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, and as far as any other shows between now and the Olympia, I told Hani that I would be willing to do the Arnold. I would like to do it. Okay. But at the same time, I don't want it to take away from this next year's Olympia. And he's in agreement with that. He said, no, I want you to make solid improvements for the Olympia. We have 11 months between this one and the next one um, that we need to make as much progress as possible. You know, there's a chance that we may put it together like a game plan to do the Arnold and then a short off season and Olympia, but he, uh, we haven't discuss whether we want to do that or just off season so let me ask let me ask you aside from the competitiveness i mean this is a business after all does the money mm-hmm. matter does the money matter because if you're second in the world and the hottie yeah. is not hottie is not doing the arnold it would stand to reason that you yeah. you'll be able to go into the arnold and win um and the prize money is like two hundred thousand dollars so yeah does that enter your thought process at all because i mean it's not it's not chump change yeah. like, it's a big big price. right i i can't deny the fact that it's not something that is in fact i mean dude two hundred thousand dollars or 400 at the olympia like that's a lot of money you know we first of all we need to recognize the promoters who are are putting these purses up i mean geez thanks you know like you gotta you gotta be grateful for that so Yeah. yeah of course that's something that's you know in my mind but also like I want to be the best bodybuilder I can be. And I want to be the best bodybuilder in the world. I want to be Mr. Olympia. That's right. And that's yeah. my ultimate goal. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So before we go, uh, I know I've kept you on for a little longer than we normally go, but, um, it's okay. I just got to go to the gym and train. Okay. I'll let you go. Uh, but before no, I'm go, kidding. that's good. No, I'm good. Before we, you don't need to train. You just took a second. You can take a break. <laughs> now, uh, before we go, I want to take a look at this because I know you and your wife have a little bit of fun. Yeah. I've been seeing these, uh reels like this <laughs> you should go to hers go to hers okay wait where okay that's hers okay 
you uh yeah. you actually one sec i gotta stop this for one so just so i can add the sound you actually don't um you're not like shy at all you don't give a shit no i don't care you don't care right no let's see what, is that? what am i listening to here oh it's your your tube is still playing okay let me turn oh. that off let me turn that off okay on my husband. I just wanted to get on here to talk about how I save money and how I budget money every single day. Really? And um, yeah, I just wanted to tell you guys like what my like what my schedule was like. Let's hear it. I want to know how you budget this money. <laughs> how did you do it? Okay, that was a prank she did on me. That wasn't an actual TikTok. That was like legit. Oh, was it? I was like on my phone and I, I was like, budget money. What are you talking about? I'm assuming about? she's probably but, like my my wife. She don't budget at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, what do you I was like, you should be asking me those questions, yeah, I think. Yeah. All right. But no, go. that was a prank. But we we do the like the reels and TikToks too. Let's yeah. Go. Oh my I hope I don't get fucking demonetized for that. That's hilarious. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I was just like, guys, I'm not. You don't make me do this every single time. <laughs> don't want to lie for Christmas. Derek, where the fuck, dude? How do you not care? I don't know, man. I, 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 could, I think I mean. I it, I'm just happy with my life, man. I don't know. I, I don't. Again, dude, I'm so thankful that I embarrassed myself years ago, just being dude, me back then. That I, I got, just. I gotta say, it's awesome to see. So one, I feel like you're doing it because you love your wife, and she wants you to. Yeah, do it. yeah, yeah. That's, what, that's what that's what comes across to me. Yeah. Um, but also, it's it's cool as a bodybuilder because bodybuilders don't generally act that way, right? So the fact that you're just being having fun and acting like goofy is kind of cool for younger guys to see that they don't have to be hardcore all the time well that's that's literally me and my wife's relationship like you're yeah. seeing that in these videos and yeah. that's we, we've been together dude since high school yeah so we've spent so many years together and that's like just kind of how we started how we've always been and she was always like everybody thinks you're so serious all the time because you're you're so serious about bodybuilding i want people to see the other side of you mm -hmm. and so that's why she wanted me to start doing them with her and and at first i was like no like i don't want to like there's one where like we're like she like swapping the shirts i don't know if you're changing the shirts whatever yeah, yeah that one was that one was the most difficult and the most embarrassing and i did not want her to put that out there but i was like you know what if it's gonna make us laugh or make somebody else laugh i don't care like i don't even care anymore i so. think it's uh i want to see if i can find the teacher like so what you know if somebody says like oh this is stupid you look like a moron like okay <laughs> like no it's having definitely having a better it's it's definitely better for you than not doing a click on that click on the evagen t-shirt one okay can you i am nervous audio? getting on the scale all i can think about is i hope the number don't go up <laughs> take your time just stand right there in the middle and you can use those rails <laughs> I didn't even think that was humanly possible. That's so I good. am nervous getting on the scale. That's have so you good. have you seen Thousand Pound Sisters or whatever? No. 
Yeah, that's what that was off of. Like, it was like a. Oh, go to this one in the bottom right. With the just... Which one? Uh, the where up uh, where I'm wearing the white shirt. This one. Yeah. <laughs> that's so true man i like that is where is the what the fuck is this hello i am your genie you get three i want a fat oh. ass i want a fat ass let's go fat ass. <laughs> okay there are some rules that i shawty got a big old butt come on come on wish number one two and three let's go come that's on. fucking funny holy shit where is the one where you guys change shirts is it somewhere oh in here? right there that one that black shirt in the middle this one yeah that's so good i'm probably gonna have to fucking unfortunately i might have to trim some of these out because the music but it's fucking great yeah. derek i think that's a great idea man if that was your wife's idea that she's very very smart because yeah honestly i think to be honest like to be yeah. completely honest, I think that the the success of the podcast is the same thing your wife is talking about. It's showing people that you guys have per have personality and yeah, showing a different side of you that people aren't used to seeing. So that's good for you, man. I'm I'm happy for you. Um, Thank you, man. You, everybody wants to see the bodybuilding stuff, the training, the food, but yeah. it's just is like give me some, give me some extra, give me something different. No, you, know? you know what? I don't think they do. I think. Because if you remember, I don't know if you ever watched Ronnie Coleman's Unbelievable, right? The, the, the yeah, TV no, I've TV. seen them all. Yeah, like, I don't know if about you, but I used to watch them on repeat. Yeah. And if for some reason, I would always fast forward through the training and just watch him eat. I'm Dude, like, same <laughs> thing with, like, Jay. Like, Jay, I would just, like, I'd like yeah. to just watch him walk around his house. Just yeah, like, yeah. Going. So I think um, I think people seeing that is, like, because everybody, yeah. knows, everybody knows you train hard, right? So they want to see yeah. who is this guy. Right, so I think, right. I think, I think it's really good for you, man. But uh, listen, I appreciate you sharing. All yeah. the things, all the things you did today. I think there's some really, really good things in there for people to um, take from the podcast. Is there anything you, anybody, or anything you want to say or thank or anything like that before we go? Well, I want to thank you for having me on, man. It's good to be back on here. Yeah, and we should, we should definitely stay in touch. Yeah, um, I want to thank my wife for putting up with me during this prep and all year. Let's say, yeah. I want to thank Honey Rambod who coaches me, and I couldn't be the bodybuilder I am without him. Also, Evage Nutrition, who is uh, his company. Yeah. He made the products for his athletes and sells them. So I'm a part of that, Evage Nutrition. Um, also, I want to thank Gas Better Bodies. They've been with me you know, for many years now. And so um, they've supported me in many yeah. different ways. It's thankful for them. Yeah. And uh, all my friends and family who uh, a lot of them came to the Olympia and those who weren't able to, you know, I know that they're there supporting me always. And it's like real genuine support. Like they want to see me yeah. do well in bodybuilding, but if I wasn't a bodybuilder, they would still be right there in my lives. Yeah. Like, like, you know, like, you know, they just, they just love me, man. And I appreciate the people out there. I love them too. And, and everybody who did come out to the Olympia and I was able to meet at the meet the Olympians or whatever, who supports me or watches my YouTube channel or Instagram, TikTok, And I just like that a lot of times gets me through some of these tough days. You know, when I see these comments and not just like the comments of like, Oh, Derek, you're a great bodybuilder you're, or this and that. It's more of like, like you inspire me to want to, yeah. to be better, like go to the gym or, or even like when I put out there, 
like some of my depression stuff or some stuff that like, you know, where I admit like I'm down at times and then, and they tell me like, Oh, you helped me get through a real tough time in my life. Like that's the kind of stuff that I love to see or, or even people encouraging each other and not and leaving me out of the conversations, you know, yeah. uh, in the comments. So I love, I love seeing that. I love building camaraderie, especially in, in the sport that we love. So mm-hmm. I'm just thankful that I have amazing support, amazing people in my life. And, um, yeah, so that's great, dude. All right, listen, yeah. we're going to be looking for you. I, uh, I hope you do the Arnold. I really do. I, it's like, we'll see. <laughs> I like, I like the idea of guys competing more often, but, um, yeah. I know, I know you have a master plan in mind, but if we do, I'll yeah. be at the Arnold. So hopefully we'll see you there. If not, I will definitely be at the Arnold either way, I'll either be at the Eva Jen booth, uh, yeah, at the Arnold and probably hanging out with some of the gas and better bodies guys too. Okay. Uh, so we'll all be there for yeah. sure. Okay. Um, I'll keep everybody posted if I'm going to compete or not. <laughs> I will see you at the Arnold one way or another. Awesome, man. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. Okay, man. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching. Please subscribe, share with your friends, and like the video. And if you get a chance, check out the description for all the different links to all the different places you can find Hostile and myself. And lastly, check out Hostile.com for our new line of supplements and all of our apparel and gear. Thanks again for watching.